Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Andrea Wilson-Woods. She's a storyteller. Please enjoy Andrea Wilson-Woods. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, I'm here with Andrea Wilson-Woods, a storyteller, and so much more. I cannot wait to dive into all of it, but welcome to the podcast. Oh, Mari, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Oh my gosh. I have been looking forward to it as well. Just knowing like the things that you've gone through in your life and the things that you do in your life. And I can't wait to hear more about them and talk about creativity and how it all shows up. But first, let's give our listeners a little more about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm a writer who loves to tell stories. At my core, that's who I am. I'm a storyteller. I'm author of Better Off Bald, a medical memoir about raising and then losing my sister to cancer. And I'm also a keynote speaker, patient advocate, and a podcaster. Oh my gosh. I love all of those things. (laughs) And the, I mean, okay, I have worked in healthcare for a very long time and patient advocates are so underappreciated. So I just want to give you some props for being a patient advocate because that is a no joke job. Like, Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of work. I know. <laughs> and I hope that the people you help and support recognize that because it's so Aww. valuable. Thank you. I think yeah. they do. Oh, good. Well, that's good. So being that you are a storyteller, tell me a little bit about like, how did you get into being a storyteller? Oh, goodness. Okay, Mari, I don't think this was on your list of questions you sent over. It was not. (laughs) You know, I just, I always liked telling stories. My dad is a very good storyteller. So I think I had that as an example, mm-hmm. but I, I love humor and humor was definitely a coping mechanism in childhood, but it's also joy and humor and fun are one of my core values. Yeah. And so I just really enjoy telling stories that make people think that inspire people or, or that just make people laugh. I, I think it was last weekend I was coming back from dinner with a girlfriend and I had her in near tears telling her about this story from that I hadn't thought about in years about when I was a teenager and an adult asked me out and I went out with him and I finally told him after dinner my age and poor guy that I was gonna have a heart attack you know And in, and yeah, and in my 16-year-old brain, I was like, well, you never asked how old I was. You made an assumption. So not my fault, Betty. Not my fault. But totally fair. <laughs> but I say that just, yeah, I just I I really I love to tell stories. And also people remember stories. 
like you can recite statistics all day long and I value statistics, but people aren't going to remember the statistics. They remember the story. It's so true. The stories are what sticks with you when, you know, long after the event or the party or yeah. yeah. So, well, wonderful. I love the kind of the history of storytelling and the model of storytelling that you had. And I think, I think we all have the ability to kind of like dig in and tell stories, but not everyone has that like joy from telling stories. So I love it. Wonderful. So let's dive into some creativity. And what does it mean to you to be creative? I think at its barest bones meaning it's creating something from nothing. Mm. If you create something from nothing. So think of a of a painter or a musician who's a composer or a writer who creates something from nothing. But there's also another level to it because there are many professions that are artistic, mm-hmm. but at first glance may not be creative. So I was an actress in my 20s. And one of the things I realized pretty early on about acting that I didn't like was that I was not writing the part. So that character didn't come from me. It came from someone else. That was someone else's burst of creativity. But if you're an actor, your creative portion is to take what you've been given and then interpret it. And um, now I still found that I prefer doing the original creativity myself. (laughs) And and I became a playwright for a brief amount of time and, and started directing theater um, I realized I really love that part of the process even more, but yeah. there, there are so many levels to creativity. There really are. I absolutely agree. And so funny because as an actor myself, I am the opposite. Like I love bringing to life someone else's work. I think really, that, yeah, I think that has, I feel there's so much creativity within that to, oh, yeah bring someone else's words and their intention from that character to life. But I love meeting people who are on the other end of it and would (laughs) prefer to write the pieces because that is not where I want to (laughs) live. Okay. I knew you would be fun. I knew it. I just knew it. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's, I love that piece of like creating something from nothing, but also that origination piece. I think not, we don't talk about kind of originating something. I mean, what does that even mean? Like if something is changed 10% now, it's considered an original idea. Um, So yeah, I'm so curious for you, the like, origination or uh, having those original ideas are you someone who like can just come up with these massive ideas or does it take time to kind of like craft the idea and you know bring it forward well I'll put it this way if I had started writing down my dreams when I was a kid I've always been a vivid dreamer always And, and I still remember dreams from childhood, but if I had started writing them down, you know, that moment that I woke up, I probably would have sold 
at least seven sci-fi novels by now. <laughs> because oh, yes, how I amazing. Just, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm super creative in my sleep to, to the point where it's also a detriment. Like I appreciate it a lot, but, um, but, but it, I don't get very good rest most of the time, but I'm very, very creative in my, my sleep. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I was not expecting this and how fun, like how fantastic to be a prolific, vivid dreamer and, you know, have that available to you. So many people don't remember their dreams or only remember bits and pieces. And so what a fun thing to remember them. And I recognize you may want more deep sleep. Okay. <laughs> but with all the creative expressions that you have, I imagine you bump up against challenges within those creative avenues. What are some of the more creative challenges that you come up against? And then how did you navigate them? Well, I think with writing writer's block, I mean, I really Am I, I don't really believe in writer's block. Okay. I, I think you're, I think you're just sort of momentarily stumped. And whenever I come up against that, for me, it means I'm too much in my head mm. and I'm too much in probably that left side of my brain. I'm too much into overthinking it and editing or whatever. And so whenever I get too much in my head about anything, really, I have to get back into my body. So I will go for a walk. I will do yoga. I will play with my dog just, or I will just go outside if it's a beautiful day and I'll just go outside and soak up the sun for 10 minutes. But I just, I have to move my body and I have to just get out of my head because if, if you're overthinking and over intellectualizing something, then you're blocking creativity. Mm-hmm. You're completely blocking it. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is about movement that helps you kind of move through or let go of that intellectualization? If I'm doing very intentional movement, like yoga, that that takes a tremendous amount of focus, especially if I'm doing breath work with it. And so I become so focused on how my body's moving and how I'm breathing that whatever that hang up was is gone. I don't have time. I can't split my focus like that. If it's something more lighthearted, like playing with my dog. Well, that's just fun. You know, that's just joyful. She's silly. She's, you know, she's hilarious. Dogs love us no matter what, you know? So so again, I kind of just get out of my own way and enjoy my dog. And then it's like, oh, okay. And, And then sometimes it really is, you know what? Maybe you don't have to fix that right now. Maybe that's something you don't have to do right this second. Is it something that you can let go of for a day or two. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when I do that, whatever that answer was that I was searching for pops right up. Mm. Yeah. So many people do talk about like letting something go, going and doing something else. That subconscious mind is continuing to mull that challenge oh, yeah. problem over and will, you know, pop in and be like, Oh, here's your answer. Yes. <laughs> you get yes. it. <laughs> You know, my, my partner doesn't know that I was going to share this, but he is one of those people who is unintentionally creative and he, and he will say the funniest stuff, the funniest stuff. And I'll be like, what did you just say? Cause I'm going to write it down. Cause it's good. You know, I'm going to use it somewhere and he won't remember. 
Like he will have just said the funniest thing and I am crying my eyes out. And I was so focused on what he was saying that I kind of forgot the gist of it. And I'm like, oh. wait, 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 wait. And so my joke with him is like, I'm, I just want you to have a tape recorder and just tape yourself all day because there are some nuggets in there I'm going to steal. <laughs> I love it, but so fantastic to have those people in your life. And I love that unintentional creativity. Like, I think that's such a great reminder. Not all creativity is intentional. Not yep. all creativity is performative. Exactly. So many different things. Exactly. And he wouldn't consider himself a creative person. He's a finance guy. He's a numbers guy. And, and yet, I mean, the stuff that comes out of his mouth, just, I laugh so hard. And, and when I have managed to be like in a moment with a pen in my hand and written it down and gone back and read it later, I still laugh. Oh my like, God. I that's still laugh. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. Oh my goodness. Well, you have shared several pieces about kind of childhood and dreams and writing, but I'm so curious, like what's your earliest memory of being creative okay so I thought long and hard about it I love when people do my favorite I I don't know my earliest memory but I know my funniest earliest memory and because it really stands out so my stepbrother and my brother were building a fort but my stepbrother was in charge and and he and I were around the same age I think we were around 11 or 12 and, and and he became an architect. So this was right on track for him as a kid. So Fort he's building, building. this yeah. Yeah, two-story fort out of cardboard boxes for his G.I. Joe soldiers. And I felt left out and I wanted to participate. And so I was trying to think of, and I, and I love that he was building this. I thought it was really cool. So I was trying to think of a way that I could add value and, and be included and finally, I, I, you know, I'm looking through all of the rooms he's built. And I said, well, you don't have a bathroom. And he's like, we don't need a bathroom. I'm like, soldiers go to the bathroom, okay? You need a bathroom. And we got into such an argument about it that my dad intervened and asked what was going on. And he <laughs> looked over at my stepbrother and he said, well, son, even G.I. Joe has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So I was delighted. And then my stepbrother was so mad. He was like, fine, you can have the bathroom, but it's the smallest room and it can't be pink. And I was like, fine, you know? And so I built the bathroom. And so that's one of my sort of earliest, funniest memories, just because he was so resistant to this idea of a girl participating. And it's like, hey, hey, the soldiers needed a bathroom. So there you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, so important to have a bathroom. Yeah, you're gonna need to use it. Yeah. <laughs> what a great memory and what a great story. Like, what a great story. And to have your dad pop in and sell yeah, yeah. it for everyone. <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, you've talked about inspiration and things that inspire you, but kind of now in your life, who or what is inspiring you these days? Art and literature have always inspired me. Probably, probably more, more, the older I get, even more so, Um, you know, whether it's a beautiful painting or just an incredibly, you know, moving and well-written story, there's just something, oh, and my cat's joining. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, there's something about color and words and how it all comes together that 
is really inspiring for me. And so much so that I live in a smaller town than I used to. I used to live in Los Angeles and and had my choice of museums. And and now I, I don't have that opportunity. So whenever I travel, if I can carve out two hours in my schedule, I will go to an art museum. Do you have a favorite art museum? I, yeah, I do. Um, only because my favorite piece of art is there. It's the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art and MoMA, I think is what they call it for short. And they have this incredible painting by Jim Dine called Blue Clamp. And it's, it's phenomenal. And I even have a print of it framed in my office and it's one of my favorite paintings and it's spectacular. It really is. Why is it one of your favorite paintings? He's well, if you Google Jim Dine and hearts, he's well known for his series of heart paintings. He's even done these heart statues that are in San Francisco. Um, And I'm obsessed with hearts. Like there's just something about like, it cracks me up when I used to look at like old journals or even notebooks from college. And I was always drawing hearts, not necessarily with anyone's name, not not as a dot over an eye or anything like that, but just in the margin. I was always drawing hearts. And when I saw, I, I knew of his art, but when I saw this particular piece for the first time, it's it's the colors, it's the reds, it's the oranges, it's the yellows, but also it's called blue clamp because right in the middle is this blue clamp sticking out of the painting. It's very three-dimensional and it looks like this clamp is the only thing holding this heart together. And it's just, it's so meaningful for me. I love it. Thank you for sharing that about it. I mean, now I want to go see it. (laughs) (laughs) I built it up a lot, but I, I told a friend about it and we happened to be in San Francisco at the same time. And we both had like a few free hours and she said, I want to go see this painting you're always talking about. She was blown away. And, and and I think she would say, you know, she doesn't, she likes art, but she's not mad about art the way I can be. And she couldn't believe how amazing it was. So. Oh, how fantastic. Well, yeah. I'm for sure going to go check it out so <laughs> in, San in a couple of weeks. So, Are you to- really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to go to MoMA. Got to. I absolutely will. Now, when you think about, you know, creativity and being a creative person, and writing about the things that you write about. I imagine that you also know people in your life. Well, you said your partner wouldn't call himself creative. Right. So how would you encourage others to find creativity in their lives? Well, I think we all experience a level of creativity when we're in our zone. You know, some people call it zone. Some people call it flow. In yeah. yoga, it's it's called samadhi, right? And it's this state where it's just total absorption. You're concentrated, but you're also not disturbed by anything else. So, to to use my dad again, um, for him, his creative place is really golf, mm. and and he told me, you know, years and years ago, golf was the only time where he wasn't worried about anything else, where he was focused on nothing but the ball in front of him. And, and for him, I think that's a creative place for him, you know, because he can think about all the different ways that he can get the ball, you know, to, to the green and get it in the hole, et cetera. Um, so I think 
anytime you find yourself in that state of flow and there's room for creativity there and you know you're in that state of flow when when you're totally absorbed nothing is bothering you and you lose track of time that's a really good indicator that whatever you just did was a good was a good state of flow for you a good samadhi and and i guarantee you somewhere in there even if you're not doing something that's obviously creative there's something creative about it such a great reminder to find that flow state and to yeah. and we all I, need it right yes, we need it do. i'm so curious what are some of the ways that you kind of step into that flow space because i know it's not automatic for people but are there like tips or tools that you use to kind of allow yourself to find that state of flow yeah, well, I think you have to identify what does that for you. Like golf is not going to do it for me, right. <laughs> but right, but, but writing does. Um, painting does, even though I'm not personally an artist, but just painting. Uh, scrapbooking does. I I love making collages, um, and and reading does too. And there are times when, for example, I'm working on my next book right now, and I sit down to write. And I'm always really grateful if I get to that flow state, but I'm usually in a really tight schedule and I only give myself, I give myself so many words or so much time and that's it. And so I'm kind of acutely aware the whole time of where I am in the space. And so I don't quite get there, but, but there have been times, especially with my first book where, you know, I had a goal, I had a length of time. And I was so absorbed and so in it and so on fire that hours passed mm. hours. And, you know, and that's, it's such a wonderful feeling when you come out of that, you know, yeah. to realize how absorbed you can be in something. Yeah. And you losing kind of the space time experience and just becoming yeah. one with whatever it is. Exactly. I love exactly. it. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been such a delightful chat. I have one last question. What does it feel like in your body to be creative? Ooh, good question. Ooh. When I'm in that flow state, I don't feel any pain. And I have some chronic pain issues. I'm recovering from long COVID. So I'm often coughing and I have, you know, I have like this jar that you can't see of cough drops next to me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have to stretch a lot. I'm often super uncomfortable. And when I'm in that flow state, that, that pain just is gone. It's amazing. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. Pain? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of these pieces and your stories and experiences. And if people want to learn more about you and your books, how could they go about doing that? The easiest way is my personal website, which is andreawilsonwoods.com. That has all my company links, book links, social media links, and et cetera. Perfect. I love it. I'll put that in show notes so people have easy access. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It has been a pure pleasure. Oh, me as well, too. Thank you, Mari. It's been so much fun. You are so welcome. 
listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your reviews, comments, and questions. Check out our website, sustainingcreativity.com, for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching. Tune in Tuesdays for our next episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.